Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, the one and only true Lord, and Amen we trust, as the Republic of Mentelec, the real 144,000 is being gathered in this day and time, the Mentalists, the Bright Race, the Amen Race. Good evening, I'm your host, the Intellectual Nubian Minkari, this is Mentelec Radio, and tonight, tonight we're going to be discussing what is real community, what is a real community? First, before I start, can everybody hear me? Am I coming in clear? Let me know if I'm coming in clear. Just want to make sure. All of my people, let me know if I'm coming in clear before I continue. Am I being heard? Clear? Okay. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody that came out to Mental Like Weekend. Members of the Republican Mentelect, I want to thank you all for coming out this weekend. I also want to thank you for helping me to give you all what I think is one of my greatest classes, even though they're all great, but this is one stands out the best because we put this together against all odds, against the weather, against everything that was going on here. We put this together. And I look at it as a test because, you know, how we, you know, the brothers and rules, how we scrambled once we found out that um, it would not be a pleasant day to have a, a cookout in the uh, park where we were planning to go with the bus and everything, we knew it wasn't going to be a pleasant day. So instead of just canceling and just, you know, uh, getting rid of all the food and whatever the case is, instead of canceling, instead of just tossing it to the wayside, we Voltron together, we worked together, we used uh, a different location. One, one close to me, and we set up tents and everything, and we still had an excellent time. Everybody ate well. It was very, very warm and family-oriented, very family, very family, a very uh, strong family feel is what I want to say, and as it was supposed to be because we are family. We are by, by mind, by body, and by soul family. We are one, those who are of the elect. You see, because like I said, when we were together, there was a synergy that was created. And that synergy started with the brothers fixing up this alternate uh, location for the uh, cookout, which was excellent, by the way. And um, the conference came together well in spite of the weather. came together very well. Everybody was good. I was clean. Everybody was Beautiful toward one another, very family-friendly, very family-oriented all the way around. And that's what community is. That brings us to the topic. That's real community, you see. Because had it been black people, 50 different attitudes, 50 I don't want to go, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, you see. Why we got to do it this way? I don't feel like doing it that way. You know, disunity, you know, that thing that moves or the black so-called black so-called black this uh, community moves on a state of disunity disoriented non-cooperative everybody played their position everybody took their orders everybody carried out their orders everybody was respectful of each other people conducted themselves like real soldiers real soldiers because real soldiers in the community, that's what everybody pretty much is looked at. 
because when you decide to be a part of a community, when you decide that a community is where you belong and not just any community, see, because that is the difference between communities and organizations. See, organizations you can join at a whim and you can leave at a whim. See, a community is something when you truly come into or enter in the community, it's like you found your place amongst the true society, the real society, your home. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm joining something and, you know, I'm, you know, probably five years down the road, I'm not going to be with it no more. I'm going to just leave. I'm going to just leave out and everything. See, that's what you do with organizations. Communities are lifelong things. Community is lifelong things. And watching generations of children being born, growing up, families together, protecting each other, looking out for one another as a real family. See, that's what family does. That's what community is. Community is people all on the same page, thinking the same way, doing things the same. That's family. That's community. You see, even the families of today, the so-called blood families with mother, father, sisters, brothers, they're not a community. They're not. They're just a family of individuals. That's all they are. They are a family of individuals. In fact, black people are nothing but a nation of individuals and proud of it, too. They're proud to tell people that we're not one monolith. We ain't all the same. They think that's a compliment. They love telling people we're not all one monolith. We the same. We ain't like every. You know, we we not we not uh, we different. We different from one another, right? And what is that so in the minds of people when you say things like that? Differences. If I think that you're different from me, then how can I really commune with you? If I really think that you're driven by a whole different energy, if I think that you think different from me, carry yourself, your actions, then we can't sync up. We can't be together. We can't be a real community. We can't. You can't have a group of individuals who call themselves a community. That's what currently happens with black people, so-called black community, so-called African-American community. You do know when the so-called white man calls you the black community, the African-American community, you know that's meant to be a joke, right? That's meant to be a joke. That's meant to be a mockery because they know damn well you so-called black people, you African-Americans, whatever you call yourself nowadays, you are not a community at all. You are not a community. See, skin color don't make you a community. You see, skin color don't make you a community. That's a start, but that don't make you a community. Religious beliefs don't make you a community because you got a lot of people who are part of the religious communities, Islam. How many different sects of Islam are there in the religion of Islam? you got over 77 different sects. But if you ask all of those Muslims in those different sects, Shiite, Ahmadiyya, Ahwani, all of those people, if you ask them, do they consider themselves to be, you know, Muslim? They'll say, yeah. And do they consider themselves to be a community? They'll say, yeah. But that's not real because y'all all don't think the same. A community, a true community can only come by having people think the same who are on the same page mentally because the whole point of communing together, like as in you go to a commune, someplace to come together collectively, right, to think, to interact, to communicate. How are you going to communicate? How are you going to come together with Someone who doesn't think the same way you do, doesn't have the same values you do, doesn't have the same drive as you do. You cannot have a union with somebody like that. 
You cannot have a connection with somebody like that, not a real one. You cannot have a community like that. That's why I said the only real community is the so-called Jewish community. That's the only real community. I'm going to just have to say it. It's the only real community out here is the Jewish community. Why? Because, like I said, them people dress the same. They all believe the same thing. They all move like one as one big figure, you see. But then you got black people who will say, oh, see, the white man want to treat us like one big nigga. No, he don't treat you like one big nigga. He treats you like a bunch of little individual niggas, a nation of little individual niggas, Tariq Nasheed. That's how he treats you. Because like I said before, if they really thought you were one big nigga, right, meaning all of y'all together, you wouldn't really see what you see happening amongst so-called black people. Black people getting shot down by the police, getting harassed, none of that. You wouldn't see that. You would not see that. You see that because they know they can do it. You, like I said, you don't see them do it to the Arabs. You don't see them do nothing to the Arabs. You don't see them do nothing to the Jews. You don't see them do nothing to the Asians. You don't see them do nothing to any of these people, the Easterners. See, because they move like a community. You see, see, community is the only thing that's really respected, community. Because that says that you as a people have values that you have chosen to live by collectively, law that you have chosen to live by collectively, order that you have chosen to live by collectively, a sense of the higher force that drives you, whether you call it God, our lodge, or whatever. We, us, it's Amin. And that higher source is us. So we choose to live by a higher degree, a higher decree of who we're supposed to be. And that creates a community. You see, when people know you move as a community, you're looked at differently as those who are not a part of nothing. You see, when you are a part of something that is about something, you're looked at with respect in the world. People know that you're about something, that you're a part of something. That they know <clears throat> that you're just not some regular person out here, you know, just some regular nigga out here because that's how they look at you so-called black people. It's only It ain't until you all start getting together and coming together that they be like, hey, wait a minute. That's when they start taking notice of you or somebody can gather you together, that's when they start taking notice of you. But as long as y'all just a bunch of little individual, a nation full of little individual, you know, you know, just little individual uh, Negroes that they, they can just disregard, they can just violate, because they know the rest of y'all ain't going to do nothing about They get mad, march a little bit, protest, and then you're going you to little, have your little meltdown, your little temper tantrum, like children, like I said, then you're going to go back to your room, a.k.a. your neighborhoods. You, want, you niggas going to get mad for a minute like a child do when their parents um, abuse them or spank them and whatnot or do something to get them mad, and they're going to have a temper tantrum, and then they're going to go back to doing what they was doing. See, because the parents know the child is never going to leave the house. They know that. Just like they know you so-called black people will never really disconnect yourself from white people and things. like They know you ain't doing that. They know that you will always be up under them, see, because, as I said, y'all believe that white people are supreme, thus the term white supremacy. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to utter the term like some term that I myself don't acknowledge to be real. I don't acknowledge white supremacy to be real, you see, because it's not supreme to me for people to come together. That should be a reality. That shouldn't be something that's seen as something so high and so much on the pedestal and whatnot that it cannot be attained. Because when you say that, and then you look at the reality of your people, why they're not able to accomplish that, that tells you a lot. 
why they're not able to accomplish that, why they are not able to accomplish coming together as one and putting away their ideas and things like the things that were given to them because at this point, you so-called black people shouldn't have anything that you're holding on to at this point. You should be just as hollow and open for reception. You should have been on through away your religious beliefs. You should have been on through away your 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 political beliefs. You should have been on through away your you know your so-called academic ideas. You should have been through all that out because by now, if you ain't figured it out, it's all a sham. It's all a sham. Certain people will never get that, but it's a sham, right? And it's a shame that many won't get that. Many won't receive that. These are the people who are not community-minded. Like I said, it is an insult and it is a joke when they refer to you all as the black community. Again, they making fun of you because if they really thought of you as a community, then they would be looking for the community leader. Who is the community leader? How can you have a community without a community leader? There's no such thing. They like to tell you, oh, we could all be together, but we ain't, we, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't in no organization, but we could all be together. How? 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 How how are you together? Yeah, that's like saying that somebody could be affiliated with the police department, but you ain't got no badge, you ain't got no gun, you ain't went through no training, you ain't went through no proper protocol or channels to become a police officer. How are you a police officer? That's like that's the same way with community. You have not uh, you have not officially become a part of it. You have not uh, have not decided to live by the codes, laws, orders, by code, by laws, and everything else that you know gives you the entryway or the right to be part of a community. You see, if you haven't gone through anything to be part of a community, then guess what? You're not part of no community. Community is the open door to the unification of mind, body, and soul. You have to accept as a community, that there's something bigger than you, something bigger than you, something greater to you than you. And in your mind, once you have decided, you know what, there is something bigger than me, there is something greater than me, then to make yourself greater, to make yourself bigger, you become a part of that community. You add on, and you play your position within that body, within that community. That's what community people do. They get rid of their egos. They get rid of their um, they get rid of their individual mindset. They lose that at the door because now they realize that they are part of something that is greater than them, that is bigger than them, and they can only add on to it. They can never subtract from it. They can only add on, and that's what the elect are looking to do without any um, egos involved. Because that's the biggest thing with so-called black people. You know, they got this ego problem for what for what I have for why I have no idea why you have this ego problem. Because you would have had to at least accomplish something to have a big ass ego. You would have at least had to accomplish something, do something in the world to have an ego. You not if you not if you haven't done anything that's worthy of you having an ego, then you shouldn't be walking around with an ego at all. You see, just because you got a little bit of money. Just because you got a little bit of fame, that's not enough to walk around with a big ego because all those things could be taken away from you within the drop of a dime. So they don't really belong to you. So what are you walking around being egotistical for and thinking that you are bigger or better than the community, better than the collective? That's the mindset of black people. Also, we don't want to follow no law. We don't want to follow no order. 
We want to buck a system. Oh, well, I mean, we want to buck our system that we put together when it comes to the so-called white man. Ain't no buck in his system. You won't follow because you look at him as a lever and you see yourselves as the wheels. And when he pull the lever, you start to rotate. When he pulls the lever, you start to rotate. Like what I gave the analogy in class of the lever and the wheel. You see, it was a time when we used to be the lever, the level, the levy. We used to be the level. And we controlled the wheels. Now somebody has taken our place as the level and has made us the the wheels. And we have become the wheels voluntarily. We have given ourselves over to become the wheels. And certain people help to keep us in place to be the wheels that turn in society, that keep turning in the same direction, not going anywhere, while those in control are controlling the lever. And those who've been controlling the lever or, you know, be placed in charge of the lever, they have everything out of alignment because they're really not supposed to have their hands on the lever, as you can see. Because when they left in charge of things, they throw everything off as they're doing now. But they still manage to keep law and order and structure here. You see, structure, law and order, which is really mimicking a community, is key. It had to happen here because before there is a country, before there is a nation, there has to be a community. Before there is a country, before there is a nation, there has to be a community first. Way before George Washington and all those people you know, broke off and, you know, set up the United States government way before they did that, but way before they became so-called politicians, way before they set the whole presidency thing, which again came from our people, way before they did that, the elections and things like that, way before that was able to happen, okay, way before that was able to happen, they had to agree, like all those men that took part in John, um, George Washington, uh, uh, John Quincy Adams, John John Adams, all them people, the first presidents, and whoever became Congress, these people had to get together in the community first. They had to commune. They had to go to each other's houses. They had to socialize with each other, whether it be in the Masonic Lodge or whatever. They had to get together. They had to commune together. They had to socialize together. They had to do these things. And once they started to do these things and become familiar with one another, become like, a, a, you know, communing with each other, the men coming together, the women coming together, that was the seed that sowed the birth of a nation, of the United States. From their community came the United States, just like, in, like, just like the so-called Jews, another perfect example. From their communities, right, in New York, Los Angeles, all over this country and other places, from their communities came the state of Israel. You follow what I'm saying? So you cannot have community, you cannot have, excuse me, you cannot have countries, you cannot have nations, you cannot have power without community first. You see that? You cannot have it. You have to be together on one page because the whole point of becoming a community is to see who's like-minded, you see? To see who's like-minded, to see who's going to come together on a bigger on on a you know on the page on the same page for a greater vision who are going to work together in alignment who are going to play their part that's what you build before you become a country before you become a nation see that way 
you don't have people who are walking with you who don't agree with you, don't really like what you're saying, don't really such and such. See, see, community wasn't established first. That's the problem. Community wasn't established. A trust wasn't established amongst the members of the community. See, that's what has to be established first and foremost, law, order, and righteousness. That community can only be based on that. Without that, there is no community. Without law, without order, without righteousness, without sacrifice, there is no community. What are you sacrificing? Your ego. Your want and your desire to tell people, I do what I want to do. I ain't following nobody. I ain't no follower, but you follow the white man every day. You follow him when he tell you to take your ass to work. You follow him when he tell you to go home. You follow him when he basically makes out your plan for the day, when you got to be to work, when you can leave work. So you're basically following him. And you could say, oh, you're doing it for a dollar. That's fine. But the the reality is you're still following him. Don't say you don't follow nobody. You follow the directions of the police or they'll lock you up. There's always an or else factor to this. So you do follow. You do. You just don't like that you have to follow. Because it ain't about what people like. It's about what's necessary. A community is necessary in order to become a country, a nation, anything. That has to come first. You see? Because the community is like the foundational bond you put down before you build a house on it, before you build a nation on it, before you build a country on it. A community has to be set up first as the foundation. You follow? The community has to be set up. We have to be like, okay, this is how we're going to operate. We're going to be on this level. We're going to see this is how we think. This is how we do things. This is what we about. This is what we are. This is what we look up to, look to. This is what, we, this is what it is, and that's it. We, don't, we ain't straying from that. We ain't deviating from that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And see, that's why, you know, when uh, Washington and Adams and all those people got together and they started, you know, fighting the Revolutionary War, they were so bonded tightly, they were so bonded that they were able to accomplish the fight and do what they had to do because, like I said, they built friendships, they built family, they built all these things, and they trusted in each other. They trusted in the future of where they were trying to go in this society. That's what they trusted in. You see, when they say in God we trust, they mean the unification of them. They mean when they say in God we trust. And God we trust is just a cold phrase for the unification of people. You see, because who is the great unifier? Who are people unified under, if not God, the creator, the most high, as you say. Right? And the God we trust. Notice they use the word, not they don't say in God I trust. They say in God we, plural, trust. So what they're really saying is we believe in God over here as a community, as a country, as a nation, because this is the foundation in which we stand on. Y'all follow they letting you know when they say, in God, we trust that they are a community that is together. They are a community that's together. That's why they got the law enforcement community, the uh, um, the uh, um, communications community. They got all these different communities within the society, the political community. These people got all their little communities, their little cliques, and they adhere to a certain law, a certain order. 
that has to be carried out in order to keep community going. They adhere to that. You see, they follow that because they know if they don't follow it, if anybody breaks out, cracks off that, you know, or just, you know, just goes off onto the sidelines and try to do their own thing. What do they call that? What do they call it when somebody try to break off and do their own thing? Break off against the society, break off. They call that treason. You a traitor. You see, when you try and cut side deals and you try to do little things and when they call you a traitor, you see, it's treason. And what do they do for that? They lock you up in jail forever. They might put you to death because that's how serious they see treason as because they know that if you allow one person with a treasonous mind, one who will go against the country, go against the nation, go against the community, if you allow that person to be to move freely amongst other people within the community, within the society, within the country, if you allow that person who is anti the community, anti the society to move about, then that person is like that bad apple that will start to spoil others. And then you've got a whole bunch of people that's coming together against what you are trying to maintain. You got a whole bunch of people who are anti-community and therefore anti-country, anti-government, and you can't have that. You cannot have that if you're going to keep law and order. You can't have people who are anti-community, anti-law, anti-order. You can't have that. That's why I tell my people, follow the laws of this land, man. Don't break the law. We don't, we're not criminals, you see. We are not criminals. We don't break the law. We are not anti-government. We're not pro-government. We're not pro or anti. We are just moving through. We're coursing through. We don't take sides. We move straight up the middle because that's where the flow of power is in the middle. And a collective community that moves middle ground, that moves continuously on that middle path, they become the next current, the next power. You see, because when you take sides and you take a positive or a negative to anything, you are now pulled into the energy of contrary. You become pulled into that negative energy of contrary. See, like, for example, it don't really matter in the society what the people themselves think who are born to society as an American citizen. It don't matter what they think, whether they for or against the country, because you're just a low-level figure. You're just a number. But the ones who control, they are all on the same page. That's all it takes because they have to be the foundation of the country, the society, the government. They have to be the foundation, but they had to start off first and foremost as what? A community. And they still see themselves as a community. They see themselves as a, 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 a community, that, that, that lesser community that controls the larger populace. And that's how it usually goes. Uh, a few, A handful of people who are working in concert together, in unison together, they are working as a community. And what are they doing as they're working as a community? They're controlling the larger populace of people who think as individuals. Y'all follow what I'm saying? They are the lever to that wheel. They are the lever to that wheel. They control everything. You see? So understand that. See, again, this is why so-called black people will never see power again, the mass majority, because they have not come to a ultra standing on this. 
That's why when I said black people should not be feel should not nobody should feel sorry for black people because black people still don't get it. That the reason why all these things happen to them the way it happens to them is because they are moving as individuals, not as a community. That's why. Because they are moving as individuals and not as a community. That's why. And when you move like that, when you are moving like that, what happens? Nothing happens. People know that your neighborhoods, like a good example with gentrification, why do you think other races of people come into our so-called black neighborhoods and gentrify it? Right. Why do you think that happens? Because they know you're not a community. They they know that you're not a community. Black black neighborhoods are not communities because if it was really a community, people would not come into your communities and open up stores because they'd be like, well, you know, these this is a community and, you know, we got to check with somebody somewhere. They know they would have to check with somebody somewhere, the leader or some kind, and they wouldn't even try to open up no store there because they know you if you're really a community, you're not going to patronize these people if they're not one of you. That's what the community does. We don't we don't support other people from outside the community. We don't let them move in amongst us. We don't let them make money amongst us. All the money, all the real estate is ours. That's how a community works. So don't call me the don't call us no all that black community African American ain't no African American community. That's a joke. Let me take a call. Five zero four. Five zero four. All right, nothing from 504. All right. But that's how that works. They come into your neighborhood because they know you're not a community. They come in, they know all they got to do is talk to a few people. Next thing you know, they can buy up all the property. Next thing you know, they can rent everything. Next thing you know, they buying and renting up. You don't own none of the property in the area. Next thing you know, they taking over your neighborhood. Next thing you know, they come in and they, they setting up their own community. Because trust me. Wherever other races of people come into your neighborhoods, trust me, they're coming to supplant you and become, and they're going to set up a real community there. They're going to set up a real community. The same way the white man came in when he saw his chance in the country, he saw that there was no standing government here. When the Caucasians came here, they saw there was no standing government, which is what we had at one time, which we should have expanded. But because of our short-sightedness, and probably because we had a lot of niggas that did back then who didn't want to follow no law no more. They didn't want to follow no order. They didn't want to come together. They came and they didn't see a standing government here. And because they didn't see a standing government here, they decided to set their own standing government up, regardless of who was here. You don't matter. You see, you don't matter. You're immaterial to them. You're immaterial because they don't see individuals. They see groups. They see a collective. See, this is what you don't understand. And they don't consider you a collective body when y'all all on different pages, when y'all all don't think the same, when some of y'all, oh, we believe this over here. No, no, we believe this over here. No, 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 we believe this over here. No, that's not a community. You see, that, that's, that's, that's not a community. They, they, those type of people are not taken seriously, i.e. why you see the things happen to black people the way it do, because you're not taken seriously. You're not taken seriously. And that's your own fault. Your children's lives are not regarded because they don't come from anything. They don't come from a community. You see, if a Jewish kid gets killed by the police, it, that, that'll never happen. But if a Jewish kid gets killed by the police, they know it's going to be hell to pay. They're gonna, it's going to be hell to pay. 
They kill a so-called black child like it ain't nothing. They know ain't nothing going to happen. So what, niggas? Your children are target practice, and that's your goddamn fault. Your children ain't nothing but target practice for the, for the so-called system of white supremacy, as you say, which is nothing but a collection of white people who work in concert to destroy you. And like I said, I don't blame them. Because as I said before, when you walk it around, even in the so-called animal kingdom, you always going to have packs of animals and a hunting in packs, and they're looking for those individual animals that they can uh, devour, that they can destroy, that they can eat and devour. They're always looking for that. You know, humans are no different. They're like a pack of wild dogs, and they go around looking for the individuals who they can violate. Going back to slavery, even up into this time, they look for the individuals they can violate. And they have been violating you so-called black people since that time. You see, because they see you as individuals. They do not see you as a collective body. They do not see you as a real community. You see, they don't. And you're not. You are absolutely not. You guys are not even a real community when you believe in the same thing. Like you so-called Israelites, you all claim to believe in the same thing. But then why you got too many, all these different splinter groups of the Israelites? How come y'all going at each other, cursing each other out, calling each other names, being disrespectful toward one another, yet y'all are supposed to be Israelites and believe in the Bible? That's why I say that program, that black program that's on you is a very heavy, strong program that's on you so-called black people. It's a very strong spell, a very strong program. Because, damn, like, like I said, even when y'all are supposed to believe in the same thing, you, y'all still separate. Y'all could be Christians believing in white Jesus. Y'all still got issues with each other. Y'all could be Muslims believing in Allah or Master Fars, and y'all still got issues with each other. Y'all could be Israelites believing in Yahweh Shai and Yahweh, and you still got is, um, different divisions and issues with each other. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? That these things are obviously not the things that are going to unify you. These beliefs and these ideologies you picked up from these humans is not going to unify your people, but Y'all at the point right now where you don't want to be unified because to be unified and to have a leader means that you have to put your egos away. You know the same ego you put away when it comes to dealing with the white man? You know the ego you niggas put away when your boss tell you, boy, yeah, yeah, you got to get in here on time and your boss talking crazy to you and whatnot, and you ain't going to tell him, you ain't going to raise up because you know you ain't going to have no job, or he might call the damn cops. You see, that's what, that's what a system do. See, he knows your boss knows he's part of a system, a community, and whatnot, a society where he could pick the goddamn phone up and have your black ass locked up. All these white women who you calling Karens, they are secure in the fact that they are part of a community, not just because they white. The community just happens to be white, but they, like I said, they are they are uh, uh, secure with the fact that they got to pick up, they could just pick up the community, pick up the phone and call the police because the police work for them. The police are part of their community, their society, their race. Not for you. Not for you. But y'all don't seem to get that. They know the police is for them. The police is their, the security for their community, not for you. And they make you pay taxes for, your, for the policing that is theirs. You pay taxes to get your ass whooped You get um, by the police. You pay their salaries for them to whoop your ass. You pay their salaries for, the, for them to put a bullet in you, to profile you. That's what you pay. They, they you, you paying them tax money for them to abuse you. 
and they got to tell you, oh, you know, you got to you got to be careful when you talk to the police. You know, you got to don't agitate them, don't irritate them. You got to be careful. You got to walk around on broken eggshells and glass and not agitate or say nothing to the police. And these white people have meltdowns and flip on the police all the time, and they don't say nothing. They don't shoot them or nothing like that. But they do you like that because you're not part of their community. See, when the white man does that, they don't flip on the white man because the white man is part of their community. They all on the same page. They all together. You see, they'll try to restrain the white man and hold him down. Even if he pull a gun on them, they'll try to do that before they kill him. They're going to only kill him if they necessarily have to kill him. But they don't want to kill him because he's a part of their community. You see, white people all see each other as part of the same community, whether you know it or not. They believe in a Judeo-Christian society where they're in power and everybody is beneath them. That's the thing that codifies them and puts them in foundational power for because they work together. Not because they got some superpower or they super intelligent or any of that, but like I said, they work together. Their strength is their unity. Their strength is their unity. Their strength is their unity, but you so-called black people ain't figured that out yet. If you tell so-called black people, if you tell them, yeah, we can we can get the white man and we can get this society off our back tomorrow, all we got to do is come together and be like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm saying, yo, ain't so bad, yo. That's what these niggas are saying. The same ones who are complaining about the police. Okay, well, we got to do get together and whatnot. We got to stand up for it. Oh, nah, I'm good. I'm good, son. I'm good. Nah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, whatever. I ain't with it. You know what I'm saying? See, because that takes a form of mental energy, a form of mental power that these people do not have in the society, the so-called black race, and that is third-dimensional mindset, a third-dimensional mindset. The third dimension is where you gather collectively as a people. I hear the most, even the so-called most intelligent people, the most intelligent, supposedly the most intelligent, tell our people that we don't need a community, that we don't need no leaders. I heard the most so-called intelligent people saying, oh, but we don't need no community, we don't need no leaders, play that, we our own gods, we're going to get there on our own. Okay, so like I said, when somebody shoots you, beats you, do whatever, the police violate you, I don't want to hear y'all talking about, oh, I'm a black person, they doing it to me because I'm black. Once you say you black, you identifying yourself with a group of people, right or wrong. When you say you black, you identifying with a group of people. So if you're saying you're a black person, you're not saying you're not coming up with your own individual identification of terminology for yourself. If you ain't doing that, then you're part of a community. If you minute you say you're a black person, you're part of a community. That's why I don't say I'm black. I'm not a black man because I'm not part of no black community or no black disunity or no African-American. Hell no. I'm not African-American, and I'm not a black man. I'm not a Negro, and I'm not a nigger. You see, as much as y'all would like for us to be that way, as much as you so-called pro-blacks would like us to see ourselves as African-Americans, black people, Negroes, what, what benefit is it of us to be that? Don't say, oh, that's just who we are, brother. No, that's not just who we are, nigger. No, that's not just who we are. You, that's who you believe you are. That's not who you actually are. You don't really want to know who you actually are because that messes up this fantasy in your head that was implanted by the so-called white man. He told you you was black. 
He told you come out of Africa. He told you that he took you on slave ships into America. And y'all believe that as a collective group of people, as people who have now become individualized in your own nation, in your own country, don't know who you are, don't care to know, just walking around ignorant as hell. This is what you are. This is what you actually are, just a bunch of individualistic, single-minded, submental, submissive Negroes. That's what your black community is, your so-called black community. You see, that's what your so-called black African-American community is. It is an insult to be a part of the so-called black community. It is an insult to be a part of the so-called African-American community. It is an insult to be called African-American because those terminologies say, everything about those terminologies say non-cooperative, absence of intelligence, absence of any form of light, any form of illumination, absent, absent of purpose. When you tell somebody a black person, this black man, this black man, this y'all just so used to saying it because you do things out of repetition. You don't need to think about what you're saying. This black woman, this, and this black, my skin ain't black. Why am I calling myself a black man, a black woman? My skin ain't black. So why am I calling myself that? You don't care to think about it. Many of y'all, even when it's told to you about what that is, y'all still going to be like, well, I'm black, I'm, I'm black. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. And that's not a good thing. In fact, it's, a, it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing to look at people who are supposed to be shining images and examples of the Most High, which is Amun, our ascendants, who have, who have basically allowed themselves to be brought down and debased into a stage of being black people. You see? That's, that has become an, an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment to be a part of the so-called black community. It is an embarrassment to be a part of the African-American community. That is a fucking embarrassment. It is. Time to clear up that embarrassment. It's time to clear that up. It's time to rectify that situation, that problem. As African Americans For those who are ready to do so See We're supposed to go through a whole evolution As a people We're supposed to go through a whole mental evolution As a people I said an evolution Not a revolution An evolution A mental evolution as a people Meaning we're supposed to have a mental jump A mental spark of intelligence A mental spark of higher intelligence Advanced intelligence this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to be going through. We're supposed to have that jump, that mental jump into the next chapter of who we really are. See, that time is now. That time is now because our ascendants are dictating that it is that time now. And a lot of our people, like I said, a lot of our people are going to be left out of the next chapter. They're going to be left out of the next chapter. Why? Because they're not a real community, and they're not really community-minded. And anybody who is not community-minded, not interested in being a real community, I don't want around me. I don't know about you. Because you want people around you. You want to be 
in 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 communion with you want to be in fellowship with people who got the same mindset as you the same thought process as you the same values the same morals the same code of conduct and who follow the same law and order righteously as you do right or wrong because if you don't have that then guess what you're not going to raise those type of children and then you got these people who are not on the same code with you mentally as far as righteousness and things like that and how a law and order, that means they're going to pump that unrighteous mindset, that this, that lawless and disorderly mindset into their children. And then, they want, then they're going to want your, their children to play with your children. So then they're going, their children are going to carry that poison to your children, you see, because a child is only going to act out what they, tell, what they get from their parents what they see from their parents. So if their parents are degenerate, if you saying, oh, you know, we ain't got to be no community. We could do what we want. I could think I live how I want. That's my personal life. No, it's not your personal life. It becomes the public's life because when you teach your child and your child goes out there and your child is going to school with my child and next thing you know, my your, your child, you know, degenerate ways that they picked up from you is rubbing off on them and then they bring that to the to school and they showing it to their children. Like you got children out here now, they'll come to school nine, ten years old talking about gay sex. Now where they hear that from? Talking about gay sex. Or or some damn uh, a porno picture or some sexual type. Where they getting that from? Obviously it's coming from their parents. They listening to their parents' conversations, degenerate conversations, listening to degenerate music, listening to probably hearing conversations or seeing some homosexual lesbian a relative or family member that's participating in that degeneracy, and they come next thing you know, because children are like, like I said, they 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 like recorders. They pick up everything, and they take that virus around other children. And next thing you know, your children coming home saying some weird stuff, acting weird. That's that whole socialization thing. No one should be socializing if they not in the community. We shouldn't be socializing with anybody who's not of the community at all. At all. We'll be right back.
And we're back. Community is something that can only be accomplished by those who are open and in alignment for it. That's how community is accomplished. Community is only accomplished by those who are open receivers to community. Hold on, let me make sure I'm coming in clear. Hold on. jazz music jazz music is really community music that is collective community music why do I say that because it takes a group of people to put together that sound people working in unison together you follow what I'm saying jazz is community music because when you get a group of people who are working in unison to produce a sound the drummer the saxophone player the piano player the key whatever the um, horn to get whatever they are working in unison in community to produce a sound, a frequency, a tone. What, did, what, did, what happened to our people? We got caught up in hip-hop, where it was just one rapper, DJ, just scratching the record. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but that kind of got us away from the whole thing of the group collective. You follow? When you can see people working together in a unity, unity to produce a sound, that's community music. Bands are based in community. 
And what did they do? You think it's a coincidence that they took the they took the instruments out of the schools, teaching how the kids how to play the instruments, and then all of a sudden here come hip hop where you got one MC and one DJ. The community and the music is gone. And when they got it back, what they had NWA, Wu Tang Clan, things like that, right? But they was all saying different things. Wu Tang, they might be all saying different things and whatnot. There's no music. There's no real just people saying any different thoughts over a beat, as opposed to a group of people playing the same music in unison together to produce a certain sound collectively together. It ain't just a bunch of guys how they rhyme over beats and got their own verses and they say their own thing. Might not have one. One don't have nothing to do with what the other guy just said. So it's it's all out of order. You follow what I'm saying? It's anti-community. Let me take a call. 630, you're on the air. Hello, Nubin. How you doing tonight? Um, earlier today, I was oh. listening to some of your previous broadcasts and listening to the Church of State. And um, I kind of had a question. I'm not off topic, sort of, but I hope you can bear with me. You spoke about what well, you spoke about, how the ancient societies, the... Um, Pharaohs and the high priests, they 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 knew, um, and they knew, and they taught the, um, the lower people sort of like what we're being taught, or this you know United States does with, with Jesus and God. My question is, when they show or depict sometimes on the walls in Egypt, um, the Pharaoh and he's in the company of like someone that's blue. And some another person that's green or um, red, and then I believe it's the Anubis character. Are those fourth dimension beings? Yes, they are. They are only wearing those masks as a way of describing their attributes to people in, say, like the third dimension. In other words, they use uh, images, right? to describe the attributes of the people beneath the mask. What does that mean? What do you mean? Are those people really that color? I mean, because it's like when they, whenever it's depicted on whatever show I'm watching, they never really address it. I mean, it's almost never acknowledged that why are these people blue or why are these people red or why is that it's a not that, character doesn't. It's not that that's their color. Different colors represent different um, jobs or different things that people came here to do. Blue, if you saw, like, say, for example, you saw a picture of Armin and he was blue. Blue has mm-hmm. always represented law. So that represented that Armin being as one who was a being of law. Green represents vegetation. That might have been somebody who was green who brought about a lot of vegetation and growth on the earth. See, um, colors denote a person's job or purpose on earth. That's what the colors were associated with. Same thing with the mask. Oh, they, 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 they are like the personality, the attribute of a person. Hmm. I do. And also, because they were, uh, one of your broadcasts, you spoke how this society is set up on denying people things. No, and ignorance and, and um, misleading them as a tool as used to do that. So is it by so-called black people being denied um, community that that 
basically keeps them from forming a, uh, um, a community and a, a community leader so that they can connect better. And because Amen works through, as you say, community through people. You don't work through individuals. So they know by, you know, like with Dr. York and all these different other groups that set up that the FBI and people and, you know, those little government agencies work so hard to tear down because the minute, set up a community and you all are living under you know one order that's something Amman can work with so to deny you that they deny you your right or your ability to even connect with Amman and allow him to work to you and uplift um, so-called black people well you keep saying somebody denying you something they don't have the power to deny you anything. Only you have the power to deny yourself. It's not the white man stopping black people from being the community. It's black people stopping black people from being the community. Get that straight. Because, and first of all, there's no such thing as black people. So how can there be a black community? Yeah. Well, isn't he misleading them with this Jesus and rap music and all the little different temptations? They're misleading each other. They, they, they want to be misled. You got you listen, yeah. you got you to understand something. Certain people want to be ignorant. Certain people want to be in the dark. It's like in that movie, The Matrix. The guy, how many people, how many people want to fight to stay in the Matrix? Wow. You see, all of them almost. Like, remember that movie? Okay, remember that movie? Uh, they live with Roddy McDowell and uh, what's the the brother who was in there? Uh, um, Keith David, David Keith. Remember how he got trying mm-hmm. to fight this guy? That he was fighting to get this nigga to put the damn glasses on to see reality, see what was really in front of his face. And see, that <laughs> yeah. was done purposely. That was done purposely to show you, and it, and it was done between the so-called black man and the so-called white man to show you that the so-called black man is hard-headed and stubborn when it comes to seeing reality. That the damn white man had to force him, fight him, and he fighting the white man because that see all they was showing you that the so-called black man don't really want to see things as they really are. That was what they were showing you in that scene. That's so true. he will remain a black man. He will remain a Christian. He will remain a Muslim, an Israelite, a seven-day Adventist. All these fantasy things are African, or African. He's going to remain all this nonsense that the white man told him because that's what he wants to invest his mind in. See, black people have been made comfortable with the fact that they don't have to think about who they are, what their purpose is, why they're here, what they're, what, you know, what they're supposed to be becoming. That's too much for them to think about because you've already given a mental script, a sub-mental script as a black person, as a Negro, as an African-American. So your storyline has already been written by Caucasians way before you walk into it. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right, thank you. That's all I got. All right. Number. All right. 303. Hey, Nubin, a question. Um, a question. With the, with the mentality of the black people, so-called black people, um, is there a natural, why is there a natural disagreement with our people that comes after thinking? To question, not thinking, but questioning what you're being told to think about. And why does that happen amongst our people? Yeah, why is there a natural a natural disbelief, would you say? Like, instead of believing, there's a natural disbelief with our people. When they're told from, like, a person like yourself or any other black person, when you're talking to someone and they're telling you something, it's like 
they question what you're telling them, but is that a process of thinking too? The disbelief going on with the thinking? So, well, no, here's the problem. This is what it really is. They only question, you know, what another so-called black person says is because you're taught to only listen to it and believe in and accept what white people say. That's why they question what black people say, because if you ain't white, then what you saying ain't right. That's how black people have been programmed. If you black, then that means that it's wrong automatically, whether it's right or not. They're going to sit and question it because they don't think that so-called black people are intelligent enough or thought thinking on a level to be able to answer a question real without the assistance of white people. And this is how all black people think. I don't care what they say. The ones who are educated, the low-level ones, the middle mid middle class, but they all believe that the white man knows everything and that he's God and that they are lower and lesser creatures under this God, under this white God. This is what black people believe. They can sit up here and lie and say they don't believe that, but yes, they do. Yeah, that's clear because uh, I get that from our people. Um, you tell them something. And then the next person tell them the same thing, and they go with what they say. But you say, I just said the same thing in the exact words. So like you said, it's the, the black is a whole programming, which has affected all our people. But all right, I understand. Thanks. All right. All right. Yeah, well, because, you know, like I said, you already programmed with a certain level of thought when you're a black person. And who programs you? White people program you because they program you as a community, which makes their program even stronger. They program you as a community, which means when one white person sits up here and makes up a story, an idea, something about you, and puts it on TV and media, and all uh, other white people see it, they all going to basically – Accept that that's who you are, and that's how you are to be something low-level, stereotypical. They all going to eventually go with how you are because they move as a community. They think as a community, and they know exactly what they're putting out there for those in their community to consume. That's why I said these police officers, all of them, they are part of the white community. They are not part of any blue community. There's no blue anything with these people. Just They're just white people in blue uniforms. They're part of the white community all over the place. And certain people, they will let be part of the white society or the white community. Make no mistake about it. They let certain people be part of or guests in the house of the white community. You see, don't call it white supremacy. Call it white community because that's really what it is. But to you Negroes, because you are incapable of being a community, a community seems like like something supreme to you when one of your, when when the white man do it. When it when one of you niggas when when it, when when one of you niggas try to or you try to see a so called black person doing it that's when it becomes a cult. You see how y'all program? The white man start up a group. It's a community. Black people start up one. It's a cult. That's that's how y'all think. That's at the minds of so called black people. You see, if it ain't notice how notice how nobody calls T D Jakes and Bishop Eddie Long and all them people. Nobody calls them cult leaders. Why? Why don't nobody call Bishop T.D. Jakes or Eddie Long and them people cult leaders? They got a community. They got an organization, right? They got people giving them money, right? People that believe a certain thing from, from their pastor or their leader to be part of the potter's house. Or what. Why are they not called cult leaders? Why? Because 
They are sanctioned cult leaders. That's what your reverends are. That's what your ministers are, your imams. They're sanctioned cult leaders. They're sanctioned by the government, i.e. the 5013. They could get tax exempt. They get left alone. See, for their, for their, for their service in keeping the people blind, deaf, and dumb and ignorant on belief, they, especially if it's black people you're doing it to, for your reward for that, we'll give you a 501c3 charter. We'll leave you alone. We won't raid your places. We won't mess with you. We won't call you a cult leader. We won't ostracize you. Hell, in fact, we'll put you on TV, and we'll let you get more money for keeping the people blind, deaf, and dumb, keeping them wrapped up in belief, keeping them disunified. You see? Keeping them disunified. Because in the church, in the church, like I said, that's a loosely that's a loose that's a loosely knit community. That's not a real community. The church is a loosely knit community. You know what I mean by that? In other words, you could be in the church, and you know, um, you know, the, the rule of the church is you're supposed to be a heterosexual man or a heterosexual woman, and supposed to have relations and be married and be family. But if you LBGT and they want you and they want they want enough of your money. And you gonna come in there, and you and you know you gonna bring yourself in there and be a seat a seat a seat filler and give donations and stuff like that. Then you could be part of the church community. Don't ask, don't tell. Or you could just be out with and bring your boyfriend or girlfriend with you now, because God love everybody. You see, that's what you call a loosely knit community. Niggas love being in loosely knit community. That's the fake communities where you know. People could just come and do whatever they want, come as you are, be be a weirdo, a freak, a degenerate, be a child molester. You could come in and, and praise God, too. That's what you call a loosely knit community, where niggas want, they want more numbers in their community, so they'll sacrifice the law and the order and the righteousness just to get more numbers and to get more money in. That's the type of community black people got. That's the type of community they want. We'll be right back.
Community is the power base. Community is the power source. Notice that the only people that don't get the idea of community is so-called black people. They don't. They don't. It's not a coincidence. I don't care who it is. Everybody and every other race of people stick together but black people. Well, and the Africans, you know, they, they like I said, they'll they'll stick together, but even they are becoming noticed. They're becoming more and more uh, disjointed, the so-called Africans. You see, they're they becoming just like the so-called African-Americans. Mm-hmm. This is why the Africans will allow a lot of them will allow all kinds of degeneracy in their country. They'll allow the white man, the Asian man, to come over there and use their countries as damn cesspools. And they have allowed the so-called white man, the Asian, and the East End to come over, and the East Indians to come over into their neighborhood, much like how you like you niggas allow the so-called white man to come in your neighborhood and gentrify the so-called Africans. Allow the white man, the Asian man, the East Indian to come right into their countries and nationalize their country, gentrify their country, colonize their country. You see, so they obviously they didn't cultivate community. They have not cultivated the reality of community because had they all been one community on the same on the same page and the same mindset, then none of that would be possible. You shouldn't be able to hear about. Africans having Asians in their country, owning the rail system, owning the farmland, owning any business there, yet you can't do that in China. You see, they treat black people like how they wouldn't how they how they damn sure wouldn't allow themselves to be treated. Everybody treats black people the way they wouldn't allow, they wouldn't want themselves to be treated. You know why? Because again, nobody respects black people because y'all not a community. You never were. Like I said, how the hell you have slavery in a country where you got, I don't give a shit, you got a bunch of men standing around watching uh, two white men hang a black man. You black males would be standing around scared to death watching watching them hang a black man. Or you see the police beating the hell out of another so-called black man, beating him to, about to beat, beat his brains out, and you so-called black men pulling out fucking camera phones. That's what y'all do. You see, they about to kill the so-called black man and whatnot, beat his brains in and whatnot, and y'all pulling out camera from him. Stop it. Leave him alone. Y'all reverting to bitches, man. You see? But then the other time, you ready to get it popping. You ready to tear shit up. If it's another so-called black man, you ready to turn up. But when it's the white man and he beating somebody's ass with a uniform on, you turn up your damn camera phones. So you niggas are really a community of cowards. You are a a, a, a loose-knit community, loose community of cowards. You see, that's what you have become. And people do things to you in your neighborhoods that they would not dare allow you to do in their communities. You will not dare go to their communities and sell drugs. You will not dare go to their communities and gangbang. You will not dare come in their communities and rob their children of their clothes and their money. They ain't have, they'll put you niggas to death, man, and you know it. That's why you don't do it. You do that in your neighborhood. Because you know your neighborhoods are not real communities. And the people who are the most anti-community is these neighborhood niggas. They see you trying to get a community washed together, trying to pull the men together, trying to be responsible for the community, trying to create a community. These niggas will call you a cult leader. Yo, what's this nigga doing? They pull guns on you. And they say, yo, you better not be bringing that around. That's what these niggas will do. They want the gang life. You see? They want the gang banging. They want the thug life. You see? 
They want the thug life and the gangbang, and that's the only community they want. They want to be able to turn up and, and harm their own people and, and, threat, and walk around being a threat to their own people. That's what these cowards want to do. They want to beat on their chest only to their own kind, but not to the white man. Not to the white man. To the white man, they turn into, stop, what you doing? Y'all niggas ain't right, boy. Man, fuck the police. But they ain't going to do nothing, though. They ain't going to do nothing. The white man still choking the nigga out. Yo, get off him. Or you standing there in those famous pictures with those two white men with a damn cowboy had on hanging a black man and all the black men standing around shaking their boots. Same spirit. And I say spirit meaning real spirit because y'all have inherited people anti-community. The cowards. You see, they are anti-community because they don't want to be responsible for anything. Not their own people, not their kind, nothing. Nothing. Like I said, they don't worry about so-called black people because they know black people will never get together. They know that. They know that. And anybody who's trying to unify black people, you become a person of interest. See, you could be Asian and unify the Asian community. Now, if Nubin Minkares was an Asian and I, he was unifying the Asian, then when the police wouldn't, nobody, nobody would care about that. I don't care about that. I could be a white man and organize another white man talking about white power. Nobody care about that. And bringing together under other Arabs and talking about a lot of ball. And yeah, whatever. Nobody care about that. As much as they claim the Arabs were all these terrorists and they was blowing up stuff, how many Arabs they really lock up? How many Arabs did the police shoot? How many Arab communities have they targeted? Uh, none. None. You know why? Because everybody respects community. The reason why you so-called black people are disgraced, uh, um, disrespected, uh, disregarded, is because nobody sees you as a real community. Tariq Nasheed, you want, here's, a, here's your answer tonight on why the white man disrespect our people and have always disrespected our people and will continue to disrespect so-called black people. is because they know you're not a community, and the white man only respects community, real community, not what you Negroes do, man. Y'all with getting together and watching the buck breaking film and calling people family, that's an illusion. That's not no community, man. You see, y'all not family, man. Just because you're the same skin color, you're not family. Just because the police is beating on all y'all, that don't make you family. Because when it comes down to it, family back each other up. Family stand together. Family think the same way, move the same way. That's how family is. Like I said, y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of individuals, man. Y'all a nation of individuals. Black people are nothing but a nation of individuals. Like I said, and y'all proud of that. And you, you too stupid to see that that's the problem. That's why they're going to keep getting at you. What does a bully do? When a bully knows that they're bigger than you, when a bully knows they're bigger than you, they keep picking on the weakest person, right? Well, this is how all the racists see black people. They, they, they see themselves as big, grown kids, big, grown people, and they look at y'all as little children. They see themselves as grown, big, grown bullies because they will Voltron together and unify together. They see y'all as little children because y'all have not learned to put your differences behind you, which are really nothing, and stand on one page together. And y'all still believe y'all black to add insult to injury. You still believe in these philosophies and these ideologies and these descriptions from the so-called white man and the rest of these other nations that do nothing but see disunity amongst your people. Because when somebody's calling you a black person, like I said, they're basically calling you one who is in darkness, in darkness to who you are, 
absent of light, absent of intelligence, because community is a thing that brings power. When you bring people together, that creates power, right? Right or wrong? When you bring people together, that creates power. When you separate people, that makes no power, right? When you bring them together, simple, simple concept, simple real, real, simple and real concept. When you bring people together, that produces power. And I'm talking about together, way together, because like I said, being together don't mean, oh, see, bro, we all black, and, you know, we got to look out. No, that's not, that's not together. That's not together. That's talk. Together is same mind, same body, same soul. We are like one. We are one. We are one body. We are Voltron. We, we, what he thinks is what I think. What she thinks is what she thinks. That's how it is. We all one. We don't think differently. We don't follow the different things. And if y'all got an issue with that, because like I said, you get black people, you know, why we all got to think the same? Why we all got to think the same? Why we all got to be the same? Where we can't have our own thoughts? No, nigga, you can't have your own thoughts because your own thoughts ain't based on nothing. Your own thoughts is not thoughts, they ideas. Just like you got the idea in your head that you black. A stupid idea that came from somebody else. That's what your beliefs are. They work, they, they're worth nothing. They add up to nothing. They sum up to nothing. So in, in, in essence, as black people, you've been given nothing. When the white man created black people, meaning the identity, the image, because a lot of y'all don't understand what I mean when I say when the, black, when the white man created black people, meaning he created, he casted out an image of black people, Right? Started from drawing it, all that, all them old sketches you see of real jet black people with big lips and whatnot. He said that that's what these bronze people are going to be, these copper-colored people. We're going to make them those people. We're going to make them lazy, sluggish, don't want to work, don't want to do nothing, want to stand around all day and drink all day or whatever. That's what they drew in the cartoons. Now look at it as a reality. You see all these old niggas standing in the corner getting drunk, don't want to work, don't want to do nothing, ain't about nothing. Some of the women are whores and sluts. Some of the women are a bunch of fat mammies. You see? So they basically cast that image out of black people. And now the image has taken hold. So we become or we have adopted a whole other character that is not ours. We have adopted another character, a whole other character, a whole other foreign mentality, a foreign characteristics, foreign ideologies. We've adopted foreign things that are not ours, and that is what keeps us from being a community. That's what keeps us from being a community. That is the virus that's on the minds of our people. It is a mental virus. It is a mental program. I know you Israelites that like to call it a curse. If some of y'all want to get dramatic and call it a spell, fine. It's another way of saying a program. That's all. A program that they have cast, constantly cast through television, through radio, through movies, everything. Telepictures. Like I said, originally movies were called telepictures because the original idea for movies was to televise them to you. The screen was meant to be like a television, you see. And they were meant to sell things to you, communicate to you to buy these things. While we entertain you a little bit, communicate to you to support these things. 
Well, they have communicated to you as black people that you are not to come together, you are not to be gathered, you are not to be talking about anything that's other than white Jesus that you worship. You are not to do. You're supposed to bow down to white people because they are a community, and you niggas are not. And, and like I said, y'all, we the big kids, and y'all the little kids, and we gonna bully you as much as we want because we get off on it because we know that you know deep down inside we really want you niggas to turn up and whatnot and put us to death. But y'all don't want to do that because you know the threat of y'all actually having to run the country without us and run the society without us because y'all don't think as a community. So therefore, you damn sure ain't gonna make it as a government. That's how they think. See, the backup plan with all these Caucasians who think of themselves as a community and why they not they don't care about black people is because they know, like, what are you going to do? We, we, we'll use our police to beat up on you. We'll use the, you know, the media to beat up on you because we all work together. What you going to do about it? You going to get mad? You going to fight back? Y'all don't stick together. You see? We only got to target a few, and that's all. That's all of y'all. Y'all, next thing, y'all all going to be scared. Y'all don't stand together, so y'all ain't no threat. And even if you did, by some miracle, get together and whip us, y'all ain't going to run the country after we going. It's going to be more chaos and confusion, so it is always an after effect of not being a community. But that's it. Let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. What is a real community? A real community of people who are together mind, body, and soul in lockstep as one. That is a real community. You have to put away your ego to become that. Do black people have one? No, they do not. And black people never will because you cannot form a community around something that's not real. There is no such thing as black people. That is nothing but some lie the white man told you, and y'all still mesmerized by this, and y'all still, and he constantly programs you every day with this idea of you being black people because every time he come on the news, every time he come, your description is always black people, black people, black people. That's so it stays in your head. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you're black people, black people, black people. African-American, 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 Negro, Negro, Negro. So that's always going to be, that's his way, while he's describing you, he's not even open to describing you no other kind of way because that's how he programs you to be. And he will program you continuously through his programming. Who has a real community? The Amish and the Jews. Now that's a real community. And maybe a few of these Muslim groups, but that's that. But for the most part, the Amish and the Jews, which and you notice they all kind of look the same. I'm talking about your Hasidics and your Amish. Take note of that. What happens when we try to have a real community? Black people turn around and call it a cult because they're prompted to by white people. Black people think it's a bad thing for our people to have a community. Because if we have a community, oh, why this nigga, yo, y'all listening to him? Why y'all listening to this nigga tell y'all what to do? Who, who did nigga think he is? They don't never say that about the white man, though. But who do you think he is? They just accept that they're supposed to be told what to do by white people. You see, that that's really why they buck against black people, because they don't have that same energy for white people. A white person can tell a black person something, and they'll be open to listen and be calm and, you know, and, and listen and probably follow, and be ready to follow instructions. But you is something else. Why doesn't anyone respect the so-called black community? Because there is no black community. There's no such thing. How are you going to respect something that's not even real? But that's it. We're going to close out the name of Amen by the power of Amen. Amen we trust. And Amen we thank. And Amen we continue for forever. I am the intellectual Nubian Minkare. This has been Mental Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night. <laughs>